Every year, millions of people enter contests. These contests vary in size and prize, but a lot of the time, they can offer something pretty incredible. Free stuff. When you enter a contest with a large prize, it can be agony to wait and find out if you've won. But when the stakes are high, you should always proceed with caution. The grand prize just might be the cause of your death. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 2004 disappearance of Annette Meisner, a woman who entered a contest and won a trip on a cruise that she never made it back from. If you've ever entered a contest, you know the thrill of it. I think that there are generally two kinds of people. There are the people who enter a contest, rolling their eyes and believing that even if they do win, it's all a scam and they'll never see their prize. See also me, recently entering a contest for a custom Yeti cooler that I didn't win. Then, there are the people who enter contests with bright eyes and their heart completely open. These people see the possibility, the magic in the world that will surely deliver this wonderful prize to them. But no matter who you are, when you win a contest, you're probably going to be pretty excited about it. In 2004, Annette won a nine-day Mexican Riviera cruise on a carnival cruise ship known as The Pride. She went on the cruise with her parents and her daughter, and they had an absolute blast until that ninth and final day. On their last night, Annette failed to show up for bingo, and immediately, her family knew that something was wrong. Annette's family searched for her, and to their surprise, the cruise ship staff was searching for her as well. Apparently, somewhere on board the ship, the crew found Annette's purse. They were looking for her to give it back, and in doing so, they were ruining a crime scene. I will just be upfront in saying that Annette has not been found, but police strongly believe that she is dead. A lot of the time, when someone goes missing on a cruise ship, they aren't found, and there's a lot more to that than you might think. It isn't just because the ocean has the power to sink a body deep below the surface of the waves. It's because cruise ships have a horrifying way of taking the crimes aboard their ships and making them just disappear. But even if the cruise ship does everything right, you still might not receive the justice that you deserve. So, let's talk about that. If you were to disappear right now, how confident are you that you would be found? Do you trust investigators? Do you trust police? More importantly, do you know how many different parties get involved if you go missing on a cruise ship? In this case, the family has led us to believe that every single person involved in this investigation has just made it worse. In a pained breakdown on internationalcruisevictims.org, 
Annette's husband, John, explains the many suspicious circumstances surrounding his wife's disappearance. And he isn't the only one who believes that the authorities involved with this case dropped the ball. A person of interest does, too. But before we can go into that, let's discuss what we know about this case. We know that Annette was seen on camera enjoying herself aboard the ship. We know that at some point, she shared multiple conversations with a member of the staff. We know that her purse was found near a railing where someone easily could have been shoved overboard. And we also know that her purse was damaged, with beads from it scattered across the deck, almost as if there was some kind of altercation. Some even reported droplets of blood. Then the details get more disturbing. Annette was missing for three full hours before the Coast Guard demanded that the cruise ship return to look for her. The cruise ship staff accused Annette of being drunk when their records show that she actually had very few drinks, and the evidence at the time shows that she was fully active and partaking in all kinds of activities that a drunk person would likely not be able to comfortably manage, like snorkeling. Annette's daughter also disclosed that a man on the ship had been repeatedly harassing Annette, which they reported to security and received no help with. A crew member had also developed an interest in Annette and asked to sit next to her during the bingo session that she failed to arrive at. The crew member in question also never arrived. And most disturbingly, there's the fact that the camera that would have caught what happened to her was intentionally covered with a piece of paper. So, none of this looks very good. While we teach children to always trust an authority, most adults know that the authorities can't always help you. Some people struggle with instances where police can't seem to help them because of certain laws. Others find themselves the victims of the authorities after they have themselves been a victim of a crime. And sometimes we have to consider that people in these positions of power are sometimes just people. Think about your office or your classroom or wherever you do your work in a group setting. How confident are you that every single one of your coworkers can perform as well as you? Are all of them great at what they do? I'm guessing not. Well, suffice it to say that it's likely that some people just aren't good at their jobs, and that can be a problem in this kind of case. Now, I'm not exactly an expert in international crime. I won't presume that I know enough to determine whether or not the FBI and other authority figures in this scenario did their jobs well. But I will say that a lot of people have a lot of complaints. Annette's family is upset because these groups seem to overlook key details and fail to question important parties. That makes a lot of sense, and I think that most of us would be upset if we felt this way. Especially if we felt that the authorities were trying to paint an image that a loved one killed themselves when it just didn't really make sense. 
but that was the initial push here. People do kill themselves, and it happens more often than most of us would care to acknowledge. It happens to people who are happy. It happens to people who have bright futures and have a lot to look forward to. In 2018 alone, there were almost 50,000 recorded suicides in the United States. But Annette was having a lovely time. She had a lot to look forward to and was actually about to put a lot of stress behind her. And then there was the matter of her bag. It just didn't feel right, and eventually the investigation shifted. They entertained the idea that someone hurt Annette, but to me, it felt like they were taking the wrong angle. Remember how that camera was covered up? Well, an argument was made that the camera was covered by lovers looking for some privacy, which, okay, whatever, but... Considering someone was likely murdered there, maybe we consider the fact that the person knew to cover up the camera before they attacked. Not to be that person, but it seems worth considering, especially if a crew member was interested in her. Or, you know, considering her repeated reports to security about a strange man harassing her. But that part of the investigation was wiped away from the ship and handed off to the FBI. The FBI had their own theories regarding what happened to Annette, and the person that they involve is not happy. The FBI felt very strongly that they knew the individual responsible for Annette's disappearance. At least that's what this individual claimed online. And according to the unnamed individual, he was harassed for a full year by FBI investigators over this case. This person claims that he was targeted so aggressively that the FBI went so far as to accuse him of lying to his family, friends, and neighbors. And not just about the case. About everything. According to this man, who has remained unnamed online for his own privacy, the FBI turned the memories of his first cruise into a nightmare. They extensively accused him of Annette's disappearance, but they didn't stop there. They found disappearances that occurred during his other travels and actually suggested that they might be linked. In fact, they outright accused him of being a contract killer who was hired to kill Annette and other women. And then they went to his wife and tried to get her to turn on him. In an anonymous interview, he claims that they told his wife that he was a woman beater, which came across as odd since they'd been together since high school. They claimed that he never graduated from high school or college, which was also odd because she was with him through it all and watched him walk across those stages. His diploma and degree were also present in their home. Basically, they tried to convince her that he was a murderous lunatic and that she was at risk. 
they told her to just tell them that he did it and they would handle the rest. So, all of this is a lot, right? And I really can't confirm this one. Well, you might not know what it feels like to be accused of being a hitman, and I don't either. But I do know someone that does. I'm going to keep the details to a minimum for privacy reasons because I know that I've got some Colorado listeners, and I know that this particular individual loved to share this story with all of his students. But a few years back, I had a teacher whose wife accused him of being a hired government assassin. This happened when they were on a trip together, all because he loved camping, and on this trip, she felt that he was acting strange. The reason for his strange behavior? He was about to propose. You will be glad to know that she did marry him, but listening to him share how he had to explain to his long-term girlfriend that he wasn't John Wick or some kind of government assassin was absolutely hysterical. And honestly, if you met the guy, you'd probably be like, well, I can see it. But all of this was a funny story to share at a wedding. I have to assume that it isn't nearly as funny when the people making these accusations have the power to lock you up and throw away the key. What makes it even worse was that the man had witnessed some details about the crime and had openly sent reports to the investigators, only to be ignored. It was a full year before they decided to interview him, and then they made their accusation. In the end, the accusations were dropped, but as you can probably imagine, the damage was done. Annette's family never received closure for their loss, and I can't imagine how much that must weigh on them. I will link to John's note about Annette in the show notes so you can read the frustration in his own words. Unfortunately, any evidence surrounding the case has since been wiped away. A short while after her disappearance, Annette received another contest offer to win a cruise. Cruise ships can seem like safe floating island enclosures, but they really aren't. Before you board a cruise ship, make sure that you have a plan to stay safe. Use the buddy system and prepare for the worst. You never know who else is staying on that ship or what intentions they might have. To hear more suspicious missing persons cases, be sure to check out my new show, which I am co-hosting with my producer, John, called What Happened To. We'll be discussing bizarre missing persons cases and the details that surround them. It is launching this Thursday, and I think you guys are really going to like it. Until then, feel free to send me a message on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.